What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 44. Atul and I are basically just talking about some of the news that's come out of Comic-Con so far. Um, San Diego Comic-Con is going on this weekend, and we recorded this on Friday, so we didn't have the news of Saturday, which included an announcement that there will be a Blade film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming sometime in the near future. So we're super stoked for that, but we don't talk about it this episode. This episode, we focus on what news came out of it, and Uthel also shits all over Sharknado for a very large portion of this, which I disagree with him in. Anywho, hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you know, Comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you haven't checked us out on YouTube already, we're releasing more short clips that are like highlights from past episodes on there. So you can check us out there at youtube.com slash welcome to your doom. That's all I got. Let's get this episode started. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. We welcome people to their doom. Yeah, this Hello. is the Welcome to Your Doom show. Uh, we are your Harbingers of Doom, Atul. I'm Justin. And uh, we are going to talk about uh, a myriad of stuff, this, I think. Yeah, There's this, a bunch of, bunch of things. San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now, so we're going to talk about some of that stuff. But first, before we get into that, I want to tell everybody what I've been up to. I'd love to know, too, because I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Um, so this week on Tuesday... I went to see um, Crawl. Crawl. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking of the director's name. Uh, I think his name is Alexandre Aja, and I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but he's a French filmmaker. He's done movies like... Yeah, I think the movie that made him famous was a movie called uh, High Tension, which is a French like extreme horror film, extremism. Like It's very violent and super intense. Good movie, though. Then I think he did his he made his big American break with uh, Piranha 3D. Yeah, and then he oh, sorry no, The Hills Have Eyes. I think The Hills Have Eyes came out before Piranha 3D. So The Hills Have Eyes was a remake of a Wes Craven movie, uh, and that was very good. That was very he's uh he's definitely got this like um, some of his movies are kind of nasty like in terms of like they're they're a little like almost like a little mean spirited. Yeah, you know so. Um, I don't like I mean, those. Uh, it's it's not overt. It's not uh, you know. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. If you've watched The Hills Have Eyes, the original, or The Hills Have Eyes remake, they both have eyes. <laughs> they both have hills. <laughs> so um, they've got that going for them. But uh, but they they're it's a very um, it's a very intense ride, uh, and it has something to say about. You know America and the United States, but it's also it does it in a way that really just like uh, it's a real nail biting sort of tension building and then gore filled. Mm. Uh, so it's not really for everybody. Um, but but uh, so back sorry back to crawl. It was just a little bit on Alexander Adria because I think he's actually pretty talented. He made a movie called The Horns as well. I don't know if you ever saw that or not with Daniel Radcliffe no, based to. on a, a novel by Joe Hill. Um, which which wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but you know you can see that he was like getting his bearings and he's getting better. 
crawl is fantastic. It is a fantastic creature feature movie. It's 87 minutes long, okay? It knows exactly what the audience is there for. It sets up all of its characters, it sets up the situation, and then it just, you know, builds the tension and the effects are great. Um, one of the things about movies, the, about natural disasters that I, because there's, a, I don't know in case any, you guys don't know, Crawl takes place in Florida while there's a hurricane uh, happening and uh, a, 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 a house gets flooded, but along with that flood, they also get a bunch of alligators in the house. So it sounds super hokey. It just sounds like Sharknado, right? But it's the exact opposite of Sharknado. I'm a big creature feature fan, right? I like a good monster movie. I even like cheesy monster movies. I hate the Sharknado films. Really? They are genuinely awful. They are the uh, they are not genuine at all. They're not like they're made as a as a joke, right? There's no love. There's no care. There's nothing put into those. You can watch a movie like that, and then watch a movie like Lake Placid, for example, which is a dark comedy, and the difference is night and day. Sharknado is not. There's um, there's it's it was ma it's made as a uh, as as a joke. It's almost like. The filmmakers are laughing at the audience. It's I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I mean, saw the first one and it was genuinely awful. There's no it's love. Not good. There's, no, there's no. But like, there's 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 a difference between something being good, yeah. like a like and and something that where there was no real like love put into it. Mm. Like that. There's there's a difference there. It's like when so when you get food at the at a restaurant, and then you get food made by your mother, which I thoroughly enjoy. Don't you do it. <laughs> We we have a running joke of making fun of each other's mothers constantly, and we're not doing that on but, this podcast. But but in that, but 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 well, that was a really <laughs> wide opening for yeah. it. But 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 it's it's that's the difference, right? It's like you know, food made with love versus uh, food um, uh, made with complete with with the the goal of being like, oh, did you like that? Here's a copy of that, and we're doing that, and we're assembling it in like a in in like trying to mimic it. Okay. Like, there's no love there. So, like, examples I could give, like, to, to do as a, as an alternative to Sharknado is like Abominable, Lake Placid. Those two movies come to mind like right away. Right. Movies like Tremors, um, like horror comedies that are that are good, that are well written, well acted. The effects are good. Mm -hmm. Like Sharknado's effects are awful. Oh no, right? it's bad across the, the board. The acting is bad across the board. Across like, the board. It's it's written. Uh, it's written in a way that is almost like it's like condescending. That's the point. That's the and I hate that. I absolutely hate that. You know what? Here, here's the difference: is I think that like a film like Abominable or stuff, it's made for horror fans, and the humor that comes in it's kind of the tongue and cheek kind of stuff that plays into what horror fans would appreciate. Whereas something like Shark Sharknado is like made for everybody. I, I would say it's more, I would say it's way more on the comedy side. And I think that they're trying to be even more silly and ridiculous than they are to try to cater to the horror genre in but any way, shape or form. But the problem is they're not trying to make a good movie. No, that's, no, no. That's, yeah. and that's my problem, right? True, every true. one of those other movies, everyone is trying to make a good movie. Right. Right. And that's the difference. They are not trying to make a good movie. They're trying to make an awful movie. They're trying to replicate a bunch of people trying to make a good movie who end up with not a great movie, mm. but is still lovable in that way, in that A for effort kind of way. 
And I think that I th- I I think genuinely abominable. I think tra- like these movies are not bad movies. No. I guess what I mean to say is that these they're the, low they're, budget. They're I mean, low. They're the lower you, budget. You got you've got to distinguish between what's a bad movie and what's. A low budget movie, Abominable. I would not classify as a bad movie. I think it's a little. It's definitely it's a, it's a campy. Little, yeah, yeah, and it's definitely tongue in cheek. Yeah, but and it's certainly low budget. But yeah. it's not something that's a bad film. No, Sharknado is a bad film, and it just plays into that. But it was made to be one. Absolutely, and, th- and I can't. That's the part. That's the thing I can't respect. I don't like. I don't like when if when a crew comes together to be like, we're going to try to replicate. This you know this this type of this like niche crowd by trying to make a bad movie. Uh-huh. You only you only get that special niche when you try to make a good movie, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a, there's a difference between the I, two. See, that's the problem though. Is what you're saying is not what's in reality. Is because a lot of people like this fucking Sharknado series, and it makes them a ton of money, or at least they're successful enough to continue making. Oh yeah, stupid ones from that same studio. That oh yeah, making yeah. all these nonsense mock musters mock. Busters, mockbusters. Yeah. Instead of a blockbuster, it's yeah, a mockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the actual term. Either that, or oh, I just maybe. made something up. Yeah, that I patent. yeah. No, no, I, 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 I get that. Yeah, I get that. I just, I can't respect it. I just like because uh, I guess the reason I feel like I needed to explain myself because I am a huge creature feature fan. Yeah, like I'm a big monster movie fan, but I, I, do, I hate the Sharknado movie. So I well, feel like yeah. that required some kind of explanation. Yeah, um, which actually isn't. About what I, you know, coming back to crawl, which is how we sort of started on all this. I'm a couple beers in. Can you tell? I'm. I'm just like ranting like a maniac I'm, right I'm, now. Don't worry, it's I'll not be finish this wine soon, buddy. We'll <laughs> be, like, we'll I'm be sorry. Let's get back to crawl. This is a great movie. This is not a campy film. No. Right. This is the 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 premise is taken 100 seriously, and the the um the tension is ratcheted up here. The editing is fantastic. The sound. The the acting is all on point. They're basically they they're super focused. Yes, this movie is very focused and delivers on its premise as an eighty seven minute pure wall to wall thrill ride. Mm-hmm. Right, I would compare it to another movie which I liked a lot called The Shallows. I don't know if you ever actually watched no, that. I've never heard of it. Blake Lively. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, exactly. Sorry, so, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> no inner monologue. <laughs> um, so Blake Lively, uh, who you've met before, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is which is which is weird, um, uh, is a surfer and uh, in a remote part of Mexico, I think, I and she gets she gets attacked by a shark while she's surfing, but she gets stuck and marooned on this like rock in this coral reef that come high tide at night. It'll disappear, but she's only about a hundred yards from the shore, and this shark is circling her the entire time. So it's it's a very short movie. It's very to the point. It's a survival film in the same vein as Crawl. So actually, those two as a double feature it would be fantastic. Two very short movies, but the tension and the thrills are ratcheted up. Great effects in both movies. Yeah. So and some of the kills in Crawl are just fantastic. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend it. It's uh, I don't know if. I mean, I know that this type of movie is not everybody's thing, but like this, it doesn't get as pure and distilled as this. And the craft is an, at an ultimate high right. in this movie. The craft is right up there. The one of the things that, sorry, the last thing I'm going to mention about this and we'll move on. One of the things about movies that have uh, natural disasters, uh, actually not natural, storms. Like mm-hmm. when there are storms in movies, they're rarely ever believable to me. Right. Uh, I think they always look very fake. This movie has an extremely convincing hurricane. 
it is a character in the movie. Cool. Uh, the way it's presented and the sets and the effects are all done uh, in such a way that it is very believable what is happening. Um, and and that's a contribution of the sound, the acting, and the sets and the effects. That's all just really, really comes together. So yeah, crawl, man. That I was very, very pleasantly surprised by that film. I think so, it's actually a prequel to this other movie that I just saw is coming out. Um, Lion King? No, not the Lion King. <laughs> the only animal movie you need to see this weekend <laughs> with CG animals in it is Crawl. Go see Crawl. Uh, uh, zombie Tidal Wave is the actual thing that it's... Oh, uh, zo- it's so made that's, by that's, Big C. Yeah, that's why. You know like, what? Oh, my God. Segue. And that's why, that's why it was in my head. Because, <laughs> like, so right terrible. after Crawl, right after Crawl on these news websites, yeah. there was Zombie Tidal Wave. Yeah. And it's the same... Makers from Shark Tale. I think it's the same actor from from not nine zero two one zero. Say by the Bell, right? Or is no, it nine zero two one zero? It's nine zero two one zero. Man, guys, cut the shit. I'm they're sorry, just man. they're hopping on. They're hopping on the wave. You know why? Because they're not crawling on the wave. I mean, technically, crawl is you know it's an original one. Yeah, but, but they're like, oh, it's back in. Stuff. Yeah, they're, they're like, like they're so back. crawl really hopped on the wave here. <laughs> no, come on, no, come on. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm honestly not going to give the fucking tidal wave movie much uh, more than just a mention. I saw that. I, I literally actually saw. It that. looks horrible. I saw that headline, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even clicking on this. Like, <laughs> I don't want them to even have my click. No, I do not want them to have anything. Anyway, so moving on. I finished uh, the second season of a show called The Sinner with Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Fantastic actor. I'm a massive fan of Bill Pullman. I like me some Bill Pullman. The Sinner first season was with um, Jessica Biel. Mm. uh, And uh, she kills somebody on the beach, stabs them to death. And Bill Pullman is the the director, the detective that comes (laughs) in to investigate. And uh, sort of the whole thing unravels as to what led up to that murder. Okay. Uh, And this is a very similar, the second season is very similar. It's just as good, if not better, than the first season. Beautifully shot, incredibly well acted, incredibly well written, and kind of does the whole nothing is really what it seems, but not in a twisty, turny, Alfred Hitchcocky kind of way. It's more of it's it's actually a drama that unfolds that is very believable. Uh-huh. It's not uh, it's not a twist sort of ending in the way like uh, a lot of well, it's not a, it's not like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Ah, I got you Shyam- to say it. The Shyamalan twist. The Shyamalan twist? Yeah, because he invented it. He invented I didn't it. say he invented it. I'm just saying he's known. He's the most prominent user of it. I'm telling you, if you say twist ending to anybody, they're going to bring up a Shyamalan film first. And maybe, maybe the usual suspects. <laughs> the usual suspects. <laughs> the Brian Singer twist. The Brian Singer twist. And that was the only movie he really did a big twist. Yeah, well, I mean, he... he he convinced everyone he was going to finish filming Bohemian Rhapsody, and then he left. Well, that was a different type of twist. <laughs> he had to twist his ass out of there before he got Me Too too. That's right, that's right. Um, so yeah, The Sinner, if you guys haven't watched that, it's a great, great TV show, and I just don't think enough people know about it. Yeah. Throw in the first episode of the first season. If you're not hooked, I'll give you five bucks. You're going to PayPal people? Yeah, I'm going to pay... Not PayPal. I'm going to e-transfer. These are all Canadian, right? All the people... <laughs> We've got some American listeners. Oh, do we? Yeah. All right, perfect. Well, I, I can e-transfer over the board. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, the- I don't know how that's going to help our Mexican listeners, though. 
Uh, we'll send you some pesos too. Yeah. We'll do the conversion. That's right. We'll round down. I got two more money. points. I can keep, I can go all no, day. No, no. I wanted to talk about the Kevin Smith trailer, the fucking Jay and Silent Bob strike okay. back. Okay. All right. Because I, okay. So I've been watching some of the trailers that have come out from Comic-Con and I saw it. It was cool. Uh, what other ones did I see? I saw, I basically saw a little bit of the Shutter one. It looked pretty cool. Or not Shutter. Shutter um, um, Creepshow. Creepshow. Uh, yeah, on yeah. Shutter. Yep. It looked cool. Yep. But none of these trailers that I've seen thus far has made me so happy as the Jay and Silent Bob one. That and was entertaining. It was fun. It was uncensored. Like it was yeah. a, our Red Band trailer. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it basically starts off with Jay coming out of what seems to be a cannabis store. <laughs> and I think is robbing them. And he gets stopped by the cops and he decides to whip out his... Well, I guess whip down his pants, but not whip out his thing because he tucks it in. And there's just this ridiculous exchange between him and the cops. Yeah. Um, it's unapologetically silly, very much like the very first Jay and Silent Bob. And I fucking... Like, that's one of my favorite films probably of all... Like, top ten favorite films of all time. There, I don't know why. I It shouldn't be it there. It shouldn't be there. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't be there. there. But there, it's just so much fun. Like, it's to me, it's like an Adam Sandler film that I feel like is actually trying. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good way of putting it yeah. because to your point of like talking about the the B the B list horror movies yeah, or yeah. B movie horror yeah. B movie B, horror movies B horror films B yeah. horror films yeah. um, they are trying to make a fun and good movie They're trying it's, to make a fun movie yeah, yeah something yeah. that's not just catering to the bottom line it's yeah. something that they want to make they have a vision of whatever it is whereas I feel like Sandler Sandler to his credit I mean fuck the guy's a, a, a stud in terms of being able to get people to watch his films yeah. But, they're signing much, deal after deal yeah. after deal. Yeah. It's, un, he's, it's unreal. He's very smart. But yeah. the thing is, is he makes films that in my mind is like, you know what? Let's write some standard gags that'll get a few cheap laughs. Yeah. And then we'll just go, me and my friends will go to a place and film and party for the next yeah. like three weeks or four weeks. That is a great, that is a great uh, segue because honestly, what we were talking about with Sharknado, there's no craft. Yeah, there's no. Cra- this is exactly like, now you understand what oh, I'm I know trying what you're to explain. Saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, because that's that's I exactly like grown ups, approaches. like grown ups one and two, for example, were just a reason for them to go to a cabin, Absolutely. like you know, like a cottage and just party. Absolutely for, for four weeks while they shoot while they brought their whole families with them. Yep, just to hang out and I, uh, you know, and and it's a it's probably pretty low in terms of cost and they make a huge return. I mean, the same yeah. way with these these Sharknado movies and any of these films that basically do that's that right. kind of thing. It's like. Let's just, you know, we know what people want. We'll give it to them. We'll spoon feed them whatever it is they want. Yeah. And we'll make a, make a movie and have some fun with it and yeah. make some money on it. So. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Anaconda versus, <laughs> uh, you know, is um, like snakes on a plane. Like, there's a difference. They were trying to make a ridiculous movie. Anaconda was like, I want to make a real creature feature. Yeah. Right? One was bad and the other was bad. So. <laughs> one was. One was. Awful. Yeah. The other one was was, was had Sam Jackson wonderful. In it. Was wonderful. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I mean, Anaconda was. It's Anaconda is a great creature feature. It's pretty fun. It's a it's a B movie. Did you ever see feature. Blood Orchid? The the yeah. I saw. Oh, I saw the second one. Oh my god. I thought the second one was actually equally as entertaining as so the first one. So we were playing a, this is a weird story but like search me, for the blood orchid. Me? And they're called they called it anacondas. They're like you know we are yeah the aliens. To the alien of Anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, first one was called Anaconda. We're going to call ours Anacondas. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> settle the fuck down. Okay. This isn't, 
the Alien franchise. But hey, you know they gave it they gave it a good shot. Morris Chestnut was in it, so that was my in the was, second one. In the second one, yeah. Oh, I don't he gets him. um somebody uh, takes the venom from a plant or a spider and like taps him with it, so yeah. he gets paralyzed and he can't move. And one of the anacondas eats him while he's paralyzed. Paralyzed, and he can't move. It's actually quite frightening. That's a, it's a terrifying prospect. Four point six score on IMDb for. <laughs> Buddy, you know what? People don't know what they're talking about. I bet you the same people gave gave Sharknado a nine out of ten. Uh, yeah, it's probably pretty highly rated. Uh, I'll look it up. That's after. a complete assumption. But on my me, part. I'm so, belligerently drunk right now. So. <laughs> me and a bunch of friends, we went to Vegas actually, and we yeah. got this like the, the, it was a bunch of friends that we haven't hung out in like a year, like, and we were all close through university. And, yeah. It was just like this one thing, like, let's all go to Vegas. We all go to Vegas. Yeah. And we get this really nice hotel room, huge. And it's big enough for like the 10 or 12 of us between that and another room we got. It's all adjoined. It's like big party room. We get in. We're like, all right, where do we want to go? Where do we want to do this, that? We just start pre-drinking before we go out. We stayed there the entire time. It was just like a shit show of like oh, yeah. drinking games and yeah. catching up. And it was yeah. just a lot of fun. We ended up turning blood uh, hunt for the blood, blood organ because that was the only thing we could Anacondas. find on TV. <laughs> and we started taking bets and we turned it into a drinking game. So we're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. And that was it. And then we'd be like, all right, I'm in for that. And we'd start... Basically, then we made a bet where who's going to kill the last anaconda? And I bet on the right guy. Yeah. And he was such a bitch for the most of the movie. Yeah. That nobody was like, they're like, yo, he's the next one to die. What are you saying? <laughs> and then he won and I was the king. I was the king of the castle. I felt Dude, so good. Dude, see? Anacondas, man. Anacondas. Um, it was not a good movie at all. It was one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen. <laughs> It's nowhere near the masterpiece of Jay and Silent Bob yeah. Strike Back. So Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, coming back to that, it has a ton of cameos in it. Yeah. And uh, it's it looks it looks fun. Everyone has aged. Oh. Except for Kevin Smith, who seems to have de-aged. Well, that was his heart attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That him. Exactly. He's he lost massive a massive heart attack. He's lost a ton of weight. Everyone else has gotten like much like Shannon Elizabeth yeah. is in that trailer and you and you look at her and you're like, oh man. Uh, it's come a long way since um, American Pie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, that, yeah, I forgot that was like her. Was that her first really big break? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. And then she was in a couple of movies. She was in like Thirteen Ghosts after that. Like a couple of like she had. I feel like it was a couple of horror movies. Yeah. After that. Um, Shit. It's been uh, 2001 was when Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. It's been almost 20 years. It's crazy. Wow, yeah. Time no, flies. there's a, there's a there seems to be a lot of good stuff in that and I'm kind of excited. Val Kilmer taking off the mask as Blunt Man. Yeah. I don't know who's playing I um couldn't tell. Uh it's Blunt Man and Chronic, right? Yeah, so Blunt I don't know who's playing Chronic. There must be listed somewhere I'm by now cuz I saw her now. face and I wasn't I didn't I couldn't recognize her. Um Jason Mewes, Joseph D- Melissa then what? Oh, she's that's uh, a oh, that's Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even. It didn't even look like her in that. No, you. It was a very tell. brief. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very a very quick. brief show. That's and awesome. And there's there's an interesting connection between those two because Kevin Smith has directed a few episodes of Supergirl. Uh, yeah, for sure, The Flash. I don't know about Supergirl. Oh, uh, he, he directed. He might have. He's been oh, in, he's been involved with some of the CW. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know yeah. for a fact I thought he's it was done the Flash, but he's he very well could have. Okay, done it's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's actually not a bad segue too. They. Arrow's wrapping up and they're they're yeah. featuring him on like Entertainment Weekly or something like yeah. that. But they're also like they're because they're ramping that down and I'm really behind on the yeah. CW shows, but um 
they're also ramping up, uh, what is it, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, there, dude, there's a lot of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I saw some images of the monitor, and I like the way they've done the monitor. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the dude's got the hair. Yeah. Like, the way, it's like the hair looks like the helmet of the monitor from from the comic books. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, they're giving Supergirl pants. Oh, I didn't see that. Season. Yeah, right. it looks pretty good actually. Like it, it, it looks, it looks like um, organic. Like okay. it doesn't look like it's forced or anything like that. No, it looks cool. I'm woefully good. blind on the C, on the CW shows. I, I haven't seen any of them. Uh, I haven't seen any of them, and it seems odd because that seems to be like the best place to get your like DC Comics fix. Pretty much at this point, and I mean, I've completely still... ignored it, and not because I think it's bad. It's more of like it just seems too big. To get into, there's just too much. It's it's like that you know TV show syndrome where it's like, oh, I want to get into this TV show. Like it's oh, it's 13 seasons long. It's like you know what? No thanks. 13 uh, seasons, 21 episodes each season. Yeah, hour long episodes. Yeah, it's a lot. It's but a you lot, know what? Yeah. It is a good background thing because I mean, there's a lot of like quirky dialogue and you know, it's, there's some relationship shit that isn't so big in terms of like the grand overall story. Sure, yeah. So you can cut like for me, I, it's not a hard thing to keep on in the background. Yeah. Um, I blasted through whatever the last season I saw of arrow was because it was basically playing on in the background when I was watching it. But I, yeah, the flash is a little bit more, I feel like there's more going on. There's more characters I actually give a shit about in The Flash than I do with Arrow. What about Legends of Tomorrow? That one looks that like one I want to watch the entire time, like not watch any of the other. Not again, not because I think they're bad. It's more of like the Legends of Tomorrow speaks my language a little bit in its absolutely ridiculous premise. Yeah, a lot um, of time traveling, yeah. a lot of random one-off episodes and yeah. characters. Like Firestorm. One- I've been a big Firestorm fan when I was a kid. Yeah, and He's the good Firestorm in this has too. been like one of my favorite. In fact, like the fact that they focus on, I remember like uh, the, during the Blackest Night, mm-hmm. they ha- they focus on Firestorm a lot He's huge. during that and that one scene that you know they have with Firestorm and his girlfriend getting killed by the by the Black Lantern version of the Firestorm because. Yeah, anyway, it, it was the, the, split. the zombie Ronnie and zombie... I can't remember what the other guy's name Professor is. Stein? No, or, oh, Professor Stein? No, sorry, not Stein. Professor Ray, Raymond... Um, uh, yeah, I forgot the original Firestorm's name. But they got... He got put into the Firestorm yeah. Matrix, so he Basically was sharing the... dead the guy bo- and the life guy, yeah, the living the, guy are in one oh, Matrix that was together, so cool. and the dead guy kills the living guy's girlfriend. Turns, turns her into salt. salt. Yeah. I was like, that is sodium bicarbonate. Yeah, that was just crazy. That was a crazy scene. Um, But I've been a been a firestorm. I've always liked his design and stuff. So just to see him, that he's on that show, and they're good because it's you you know the actor's name. I can't remember that plays Professor Stein. Um, Victor Garber. He's incredible. So Victor Garber is the guy who did the voice of Sinestro in Green Lantern: First Flight. And he's yeah he's great. I like him as an actor. He's been in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's in, he's um, great in the show. It's yeah. a, of all the shows, I'd probably recommend that one the most to you because yeah. I think that would be up your alley. Yeah, Flash is really good too. Yeah, I saw I've seen a, a, Shogu and I watched a couple of episodes of the Flash. It's just I gotta get I gotta get into it. But yeah. especially with this, whenever we get together with uh, you know um, my cousin Raman, yeah, like he's always like, have oh, yeah, you seen like. Crisis. Uh, so what was it before? It was uh, Crisis on Two Earths. Two Earths. Yeah. Yeah. Crisis it was between on that Two Earths. And whatever one has Batgirl on, which yeah. is another thing they just debuted the first episode of. Comic that's Con right. For, that's right. Yeah. Which did I watch the trailer with you or did I show? It I to watched you? it after. I watched the trailer after. Yeah. It was a little. Um, it was too much. A little on the nose. I don't think the actual show is going to be like that. I've I'm never, hoping not. Yeah. I, I I'll didn't check think, it out. Yeah. I didn't think that the. I think they cut the trailer that way. Um, anyway. I am a woman. I was yeah. like, 
Okay, come on. Let's, <laughs> let's calm down. Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't know if the show is actually going to be cut like that because that that's an editing choice. I don't think that that's that's a that's a um, theme that they're going to like really force down your throat. Yeah. I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. I think I'll you know. I, I mean, I'll the, check it the, out. The character about, design's great. Ruby Rose looks. Oh, fantastic. she looks great. Yeah, yeah she in looks both great. costume and out, like just yeah. good. It looks I, um, lines up. I'll, I'll watch it as soon as I watch all the rest of the other <laughs> CW shows. But yes, Crisis on Infinite Earths with the Monitor. Um, you might actually like cool. Supergirl the most. Actually, I think I'm so because I'm really a big Martian Manhunter fan, and that's that's, that's another it. one of these. You sent shows. me that video yeah. of when, but you know, spoilers for Supergirl. It's three seasons in. Yeah. If you don't know the Martian Manhunters on the show, yeah, because he 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 plays he he's pretending to be Hank Henshaw. I'm like, oh, he's going to be the Terminator Superman or yeah, Cyborg yeah, yeah. Terminator Cyborg Superman. Cyborgs, yeah, and then he turns out to be the Martian Manhunter. You sent me that video. I was like, whoa, yeah. I think I gotta watch the show. It was uh, it was that, and then you sent me a video of the Flash where fucking randomly King Shark shows up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I got there is a TV show with King Shark and the a Martian Manhunter on it. I'm like, I should be uh, I should be happier than a pig and shit, but I just haven't yeah uh, had the t- you know I don't know if I've had the time, but like the. I've, Everyone says they don't have time for stuff. It's like, oh, I don't play video games because I don't have time. I don't watch TV shows because I don't have time. Yeah. Apparently, it's a real thing. Yeah. Time is a real thing that yeah. you need to manage, unfortunately. And I, I have to choose between a show like The Sinner, which I'm really excited about, but it's a totally different sort of genre uh, than you know this stuff, which is there's so much of it yeah. in all of their individual sort of like columns. And I want to see them all, but then I can't see any. Do you, you watch know? shows on your phone? I haven't wanted to have to get have it get to that point. Okay. I know that a lot of people watch them on the on the train and the in the subway and and the bus and I've got a you know a, a decent ride yeah. to work, but I'm listening to audiobooks typically during that time, so I'm trying to get through some reading. So it's like but I also don't want to watch them on a small screen. I've always been so against that. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, even even for TV shows because these TV shows even though they're CW shows and they don't have like the massive budget of like an HBO show, the effects I think are still pretty good. Yeah, you know? they, like, yeah they're, they're decent. quite well. Um, I, I, I've gotten to getting really familiar with watching stuff on my phone just because it's the easiest way to consume content wherever you go. I'm yeah. going to do something in the kitchen. I got a little stand on my phone, put it down, put something on that, that I know that I'm going to digest without needing to watch it that intently. Yeah. If something's going on, I can watch it. Yeah. But then if it's just like, you know bunch of guys in a room talking about what the plan is going to be it's like i don't really need to watch that no you're right you're I, so. you're not wrong i just need to get over my elitist attitude about i've always i always like to be immersed so i'll always like to pay attention yeah unless it's something i've seen before if it's something i have seen before then i always i watch dishes to like movies that i've seen before right. and stuff like that or I'm shows that i've seen before um i can't rip my eyes away from something i haven't seen before so it's hard for me to it's hard for me to do something while something's on that I haven't seen before that I'm interested in. True. So it's like a one or a zero for me. Either I'm sitting there watching it or I'm doing something else. Right. So that makes sense. I mean, it's 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 a type of experience where you know whatever it is you're watching, you can tune out of visually for a few minutes or whatever, and then go back into if you want. So yeah. for instance, like when I was going through Arrow, there would be times where they'd be talking about whatever it was they were talking about, and you know, like you know the sets that they're in. Yeah. You've seen them in there enough. You know the characters that are talking by voice. You don't have to actually look to see who's saying what. Yeah. I don't need to watch them talk. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I can just do whatever I'm doing. And then all of a sudden when they go to another environment or they're interacting with new characters, it's like, well, let me look and see what that is. Yeah. Granted, it delays me and sets me off course of whatever it is sure. I'm actually doing. Sure. But it's a good way to kind of consume what you can while you're doing other Yeah, no, it's a good way well. to... Yeah, no, you're right. It's a, it's a compromise. It's, it's, really it's absolutely it's like a, compromise. a compromise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just need compromise. to be okay with the compromise. That's all. I haven't yeah. gotten to that point yet. Got to get over your elitist attitude yeah. between that and um, natural disasters that feature either sharks or zombies. Anyways, uh, two, uh, one other thing that I've done that I wanted to tell everybody about, we won't spend too much time on it. I saw Midsummer, which is uh, Ari Aster's... Second movie, oh. uh, he directed um, Hereditary, which we haven't seen yet. Uh, I was saving it for the Drinking with Skeleton show. It is a long movie. It is a slow burn. And it is oddly hilarious. The movie is actually quite funny. If you can get past these three things, it's actually quite the trip. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. I heard that the director's cut is 30 minutes longer. Probably will... I'll check that out because I'm curious, mm-hmm. right? But that's not the ver like they don't need 30 minutes on this movie. Okay, I don't think it is an it is the most epic breakup film you will ever see. <laughs> that is what this movie is. It, it is a it like is something I it's don't personifying watch. a breakup of a a, a slow, um, diseased relationship and how and what the personification of those emotions are and it really goes the goes it personifies them to the point where um the audience is literally watching physical embodiments of a relationship falling falling apart and that takes many different forms during the movie um it's beautifully shot beautifully scored uh, i think people i think people should see it it's 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 interesting, but it is. I can see what would put people off. the the run The runtime is long. Um, How long is the movie? Two and a half. It's just over two and a half hours, I think. Fuck. So thirty minutes on top of that makes that a three hour movie, Oof. and that's uh, it's a tough sit through. But uh, but I enjoy I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I that's wanted crazy. to say about that. My brother, I was talking to him, and he's like, Excuse "I just me. saw Shazam." I'm like, "What'd you think?" He's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "It was too long." He's like, "Yeah." That's his like fucking no, but that's Mike. That's oh, his. Was that movie long? It was. It was probably two, just under two. Was it? I oh. guess. But that's Mike's review on literally any movie that's like over an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, hour <laughs> two. That he's got a very low threshold for time. He should watch Crawl. I think Mike would enjoy Crawl oh, because for sure. it is eighty-seven minutes. It's there less needs to than be no fat on a movie. This oh yeah, he wants anorexic that is, movies. That that's is what Mike's deal is. This movie is bulimic. Like you wouldn't believe. Oh, like good. it is just like it is completely a lean, mean killing machine. Mikey, go watch Crawl, and even if you don't like the movie, you can't come back and say it's too long. At least we got rid of that criticism. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember there was another reason I brought up the CW universe because there was something else interesting that came. I'm assuming out of Comic Con. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but the guy that plays Superman, Tyler. Hoeklin? I think oh, it's Hoeklin. going to be like, you don't know how to pronounce Brandon Routh's name. No, I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, I think it's Hoeklin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Brandon Routh are coming back as Superman, Superman. in this series. In pretty, pretty cool. That's great. I need a Tom Welling appearance. I need my Smallville. Yeah, you need the Tom Welling. I need you know a what? little Smallville in that. Now, there's a, there's a show I couldn't get behind. Like, I when mean, I talk about, we've had this discussion yeah. a lot. When we, I feel like when we first met, in first year university, you were a big Smallville fan, 
And then uh, we, you know, we started talking comics or whatever, and you would talk about Smallville, and I'd be like, I think I actually can't be your friend. <laughs> because I just can't get behind. Because I remember I've talked about I've told you about this before, yeah. but just for our for the for the sake of all of our Mexican viewers, um, the the uh, the first episode I've ever seen of Smallville was some crazy one with like a, a black magic magician turning uh, uh, that could turn into a giant snake. It was like the weirdest. It was the that show ran for so that show ran for so many seasons that I feel like ten. That, yeah, ten seasons. I don't ten even want to seasons. Sh- oh no! Oh my god! Oh, ten no. seasons, and um, I feel like the, <laughs> the episode I saw would just rub me completely. Oh, and uh, I don't know if it was Lois or La- Lana is the one that's featured on the show. Lana's right? featured on the show for the so most part. So Lana Lang is doing crazy kung fu moves. And it was like the it was like the the kind of the Wuxia like uh, uh, Hong Kong action yeah. Chinese one. Yeah, I yeah. saw that one too, and I'm like, what am I watching? This is insane. How can you like this? Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's it's, it's so basically very much out of context. You've got to see the character progression along the way. Oh, keep I know. Hold, hold on. I let, know. Let me I'm stop like, yeah. because I'm I want to go on record saying I don't think Smallville's a great show. I'm not going to say that I don't own all 10 seasons on DVD, because I do. <laughs> I'll show you them after. You own all the Sharknado movies, too. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I thought you were going to question them. Oh, we've got those DVDs right now. They're right there. Um, no. Um, you know what? The first season was very episode of the week, and it was kind of new. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it was different. It was no. different. It was kind of when prequels were becoming kind of a popular yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was like, let's see what this is. And it was very episodic in that like, there wasn't really a running theme for the entire first season for the most part. I think there might have been like one thread. But it got you kind of hooked to the characters. And then the second season came out, and it was better. Third season came out, and it was actually better. Like The first five seasons of the show were yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah. And then it turned to dog shit. But yeah, it's I must still... have caught something post five. Oh yeah, season. yeah, yeah. You um, got something pretty bad. But the thing is, of those last five seasons that they had, there were some outlier episodes that were pretty great. Like oh yeah, there I... was a JSA episode. So that, I haven't even seen those, like, and I fucking... should watch. I should watch that because yeah. Doctor Fate is on yes, those, yeah. and like Hawkman and Hawkwoman or Hawkgirl are on those. I don't think Hawkgirl is on there. I Hawk think Man. they might have had her in a flashback yeah. briefly. Hawkman, but I'm the a effects big are doctor. bad for Hawkman. It's not good. the CG. Are they CG oh, wings? I don't even remember if they're CG wings. The practical wings were bad, <laughs> let alone the CG wings. <laughs> All of it was bad. You can like hear some like, of the flying like effect. cranking of oh. like them like unfolding the oh. wings in the back. We should watch. I should show you an episode after this. Yeah, and yeah. just show you how bad some of it could be. But um, like, there's some there's some actually really good moments, and it's yeah. some good character moments, some good development. Um, what's his name? Michael Rosenbaum's one of my favorite Luthers of oh, all yeah. time. Oh yeah, and he's uh, he's the voice of the Flash on yes, the Justice League. That's correct. Unlimited. He does a lot of voice show. work, actually. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, Smallville. I'm not going to go on record defending it, saying it's a great show. It's a show I like. Look, that I, I, ju- I judged it based on two episodes randomly selected. Yeah, you and they were both very, very bad. I'm not going to say again. I'm not going to say it's an awful show, but I picked two episodes at random, and I was just. Um, I was just like, I don't even know what I'm watching. Um, but that doesn't mean that's, you know, that it's a, that's a bad show. It just means I, uh, have really awful luck because there's 10 seasons to choose from. And I chose two really bad episodes. Um, Brandon Routh coming back as Superman returns 
Superman. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he's not super stocky in this one. And boring. And boring, yeah. yeah. But uh, but no, I think that Brendan Routh uh, is a decent Superman. I Again, uh, he falls into exactly the same category as Henry Cavill in that I don't think that he's been given the right material. Um, I feel like both of them can be good super people, supermen. Yeah. Um, but uh, the movies that they built around them were just weren't good. They weren't solid movies. Uh, Superman Returns, I think, was so uh, boring. I remember watching it in the theater and leaving and being like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm like. Uh, I was... It was basically Superman 1 all over again, just depressing. Yeah, depressing. And, and ravey. Yeah. Really. I <laughs> That's mean... right, yeah. Um, yeah, did I ever tell you what how I wish Justice League ended? Did I ever tell you that? I'm going to Bring it you. on. So Let's look, hear this. Here's what I was hoping for. At the end of Justice League, the movie. Yeah. As opposed to the porn parody. Yeah. JLX, the porn parody. Nice. Um, I just made that up. I don't know if that's actually a real thing. But uh, but um, are you looking up JLX? I was going to, but yeah. then I decided. Probably JLXXX, maybe. Probably. Uh, but uh, at the end of the movie, after defeating uh, you know whatever the villain would, in this case, it was Steppenwolf. But at the time, it didn't really matter in my head. I was just picturing them all sort of being like gathering themselves after he's been defeated and this like wind picks up and this portal opens up and then like someone stumbles out comes running out of the portal like stumbles out and like rolls onto the ground and it's just kind of like it's all this dusted shit you can't see who it is and they're, they're all like trying to see who came out of this random portal and like came stumbling across the ground and he gets up and he like dusts himself off and it's grant gustin from like the flash tv show and he'd just be like, oh, hey, guys. And it shows Ezra Miller and him, like, looking at each other, being yeah. like, fuck what you the doing? fuck? And yeah. then the movie ends. Yeah. Because I've always... Because they're doing it right now. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. They're, yeah. like, essentially crossing over, uh, you know, an older Superman. I don't know if it's actually going to be him or they're going to try and make it seem like it's another... He's playing a different Superman from another... It'll be from, from another, another Earth. Earth. Yeah. Uh, from another Earth. But... Will it be, you know, the Earth of Superman Returns? You know, like, that's the kind of thing. It's, it doesn't really matter right. in this case. But, like, in the case of Grant Gustin coming out, like, that sort of, like, uh, you know, fantasy ending of, of Justice League to be, like, establish that there are multiple realities yeah. as soon as you can. Because then you can, you can start playing. That playground yeah. is absolutely huge. Yeah. Right? It's absolutely huge. And you can start. you you basically giving yourself a wide berth. Now you can be super creative. Well, that's how they then. brought Supergirl into the Flash. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, okay, she's not yeah. part of. She's not in the same world as them. Flash actually crosses over to her world, whatever right. Earth it is, yeah. and brings her over. Yeah, yeah. So they had so many good episodes. They had this one crossover episode that was a complete musical, and I feel like it might have been Mitzplik. Mitz Mix Mixel. Mixel Politic. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. So uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, John Carpenter is co-writing a Joker comic book. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that, yeah. yeah. What do you so know about that? Carpenter is, uh, he's doing, there's a series going on in DC Comics called um, oof, Year of the Villain. We were just watching a video on yes, that, right? Yes, yeah, Year of the Villain, where Lex Luthor has become some kind of like alien hybrid. And he's basically offering all of humanity uh, a way to give in to their more selfish nature this is kind of my meager understanding of this i haven't read any of the justice like any of the stuff leading up to it mm -hmm. uh yet i'm sort of waiting until it's all done and then read it all after but 
what's happening is that so all of these um, villains and heroes are, might be taking him up on his offer. Uh, but the Joker is like in a world where everyone is bad. Like, how is he going to stand out? Mm. So that's the story that uh, Carpenter is going to be writing with the co-writer. And I can't remember his name. But they wrote a, a one-shot book together called uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Old Man Jack. Which uh, I haven't read yet, but I'm, I'm pretty excited to read. Just the, just the idea of, of, uh, of Jack Burton after, you know, he's aged forever. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a very sort of humorous take on the character, but uh, but yeah, Carpenter's writing a Joker comic. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, if anybody can put it, take an interesting take or put an interesting take on the Joker character, I think yeah. Carpenter can probably say something fairly unique than yeah. what's been out there yeah, already. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to see who the co-writer is. Um, um, Philip I don't think Tan? It's, yeah, no. Philip, Philip Tan, Tan is the artist who's yeah. actually really talented. I've yeah. been I've known about Philip like I've I've read Philip Tan sorry, seen his art reading books where he has been drawing since like the nineties. Also, um, Mark Deering is also providing art for the the books. He, if you've uh, ever heard of him. He's done Star Wars, Doctor Afra, and the Black Order. So he worked with Philip Tan on the Black Order because they both worked on that together. Um, yeah, Philip Tan did a book called The Spirit of Tao for Top Cow in like the mid to late 90s. And that's something that I remember him from. But he's a he's a really talented artist. So yeah, there's something worth mentioning. And it's going to be a one-shot, 40-page story. Okay. So, you know, I think it's probably worth uh, worth checking out. So, And also on the Carpenter thing, I'm going to keep this short because this blew me away. I didn't actually read this until you, I think you were watching yeah, the video was, and that's yeah. when I heard it. Is that they're doing back-to-back sequels 2020 and 2021 for Halloween? For Halloween 2018, they are making two sequels to that movie. And the director... Yeah, um, David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green is directing both. And uh, they're doing... It's called Halloween Kills 2020. Yep. And then 2021, it's Halloween Ends. And this is fantastic news to me. I rewatched 2018 Halloween... Yeah. Um, fairly recently. I bought it on 4K and I watched it and I'm like, it still holds up. Like, yeah. I was on a high after watching that movie. And I think that high, I think probably kind of blinded me a little bit to some of its odd quirks and sure. faults. Yeah. Uh, but watching it again, I was able to recognize all of them and be like, that's okay. I'm actually still, this movie is still very good in my eyes. Um in particular, the the scene about the bon mi sandwich of those two cops in the car <laughs> was... I think I even thought that was... I can't remember what, in our review that yeah. we did, whether we mentioned that or not. But it's it's just like a random... On rewatch, it was out of place. Completely yeah, out of yeah, place. Yeah. Why is that there? Uh, I think it's only there because the, those cops are eventually killed. Yeah. So you kind of have to do something to make sure people recognize who they are or yeah. why they're there or anything like that. So... Um, but banh mi sandwiches, though delicious, not really a great segue between scenes. Yeah. It was strange. Yeah, strange especially choice. in a Halloween film as intense as the one that they, they put together. So, But, but um, I still listen to the score oh, for that great. movie. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. The score for that movie is so good. Uh, so I'm really excited. I hope Carpenter and Cody Carpenter and his godson... I hope they all do. They do the music for the next two movies too, man. I, I really hope so, and I think they will because Carpenter is a musician now, primarily. 
right? Like, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, he's writing the Joker comic, but yeah. he's also, but like, he's he got his, his musical, 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 musical. Can you speak? Yeah, musical. All right, give it a um, shot. His musical career is like taking off, right? He's been doing tours and stuff and all. And so like, that's his I focus. wouldn't call it a musical career. I'd say he's he's, fucking... been, he's released three albums and he's been touring. I'd say that's a musical. That is a second coming for him, man. Like, I guess so. I didn't think about the albums. I'm just thinking about the lost. The themes. concert that we saw, yeah, was just him basically on a keyboard, pressing down on like two or three keys at a time, and then the rest of the band was doing most of the work, and he just put up his hands like, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, and then everybody else in the background is doing way more work. He's like, yeah. Like for the Halloween theme, I'm pretty sure. Dude, that that drummer has got arthritis now because he's doing the Halloween theme. Yeah. And there is a uh there is a synth I'm pretty sure it was a synthetic thing on the keyboard that they had done for the original theme where it was the It's literally like a ticking sound. Yeah. And the dr- poor drummer had to play that for 3 minutes straight. Just ah. And he's just like smashing those. I don't know, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like a, it's so, like a muffled cymbal yes, or something like but that. But he's doing the, and then you've got the other guy doing. I think it was his godson was doing. And then he's over on the fucking keyboards like. He's like yeah. I was like yo, let's put the hand down. I if you can play it. anything with one hand, you're Dude, not trying that hard. <laughs> he has earned it, as far as I'm concerned. He could sit up there and do nothing and just raise his hands. I'm Carpenter <laughs> has playing the fucking keyboard with his dick. Just, <laughs> it's like Mr. Carpenter. <laughs> please put. We that know you've made some classic <laughs> scores, but put it away. Can you please? play with your hands, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But I will say this: that was one of the funnest concerts I've ever oh went man, to. It was so funny. because it was it was a lot of fun in that like you know you've got him there playing these classical scores. I mean he's a fucking god of cinema. Oh, in my dude, opinion, seriously, right? yeah. And on top of that, you've got the the movies playing in the background, some of which we hadn't seen, which was entertaining too. Because there was a couple that like yeah. were watching some of this stuff. There was one in particular that was bananas looking. Where he was in, I think he was an actor. In that he might have been. Yeah, yeah. But there was some crazy stuff happening. Mark Hamill's in one of them too. Yeah, oh, that's He's right. In a couple of them yeah. actually. You sh- I, I know you haven't seen Prince of Darkness. No, yet. I haven't. You should watch that because that's basically a Big Trouble in Little China reunion. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people from oh. Big Trouble in that movie. Um, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> Car- Carpenter is not. He's not a personality on on stage. Um, but you know, the, it, he's got some. It, it, he's not. Like, I think that he's he's been trained because they're like, look, you're playing like lead keys on the Halloween like uh, score. Yeah, you're not doing a whole lot if you're playing the lead. I, I don't know what they call it, the lead keys or whatever. But he's playing he's the, rhythm. He's not the lead. Well, he's whatever. Barely no, no, but like that. He's not doing that. But no, no, but that's not the lead, isn't it? Is in the like? Isn't that like? I think that's, that's the problem. I'm thinking like in Metallica, Hetfield's the rhythm gets hard. He yeah. plays more the rhythmic the, the rhythmic track that kind of keeps things in line. Whereas okay, so Kirk, the, Het, yeah, Kirk, yeah. Kirk Hammett is the guy that does most of the complex guitar work. Not that Hetfield can't do it. Okay, it's just that's the division. Okay, so I'm I'm using the wrong terms. I guess yeah. what I mean to say the prominent thing. The, the prominent thing that stands out, like it's the it's the it, the moment of music, as opposed to the repeated pattern. 
It's that moment right. where you yes. like this is the Halloween theme because if you just played the keyboards, it's not comp- it's not it doesn't hit you as hard until that like heavy sort of synthesized sound comes in. Yes, right? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I mean like he doesn't have a lot to do in that case, right? So they got he's got to have that presence. Yes, and you know he decides to raise his hand. I think that's it. That is a perfectly reasonable thing to do under those circumstances. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, that just means he's not really doing much. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, just because... Look, he did the work in like 19... What was it? 1978? Oh, yeah. He did, he did the hard work years ago. The hard no, work's no, been no, done. No he's just cashing in. Carpenter, every time you listen to that guy in an interview, he's like... It's like, so how involved were you in the remake of The Fog or like Fuck whatever? You. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say... He doesn't say Fuck him. <laughs> the DJ Khaled fucking style. Well, like, he doesn't oh. say... He doesn't say that. He says... He's like, well, I was... I was know, consulted. And, and, yeah, he's like, I was consulted. Yeah. And I was involved in as much as I held out my hand and they put a check into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's found really creative ways to answer that question and basically explain that I did it for the money. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's the ice cream that's, truck. That's, that's the ice cream truck, and that's uh, John Carpenter's <laughs> musical <laughs> yeah. career. Anyway, so if I he was out there, he'd be the guy that's like not playing. That. He's the guy that turns on the thing and just puts up his hand. He's like <laughs> the ice cream, ice thing. cream, motherfuckers. That's that's John Carpenter. <laughs> he's not the guy that made this track. He's not playing this. Something he's completely <laughs> He's just sticking his head out he's the window and being like, <laughs> ice cream. I don't know why he's like a metal guy. That's for some reason I pictured Carpenter. No, he is. He guy. is. He does the, you know, he does, he does the fucking the, devil, the devil horns thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God bless him. We should close this episode out. Yeah. I, I want to go to a bar. You want to go to a bar? Yeah, let's go to a bar. All right. I'm going to go. We're going to meet up with Tig. Tig, if you're listening, this is us coming to you. Maybe. I don't know. I got to find out where you are. Anyways. Um, this has been fun. Yeah. It's like shooting the shit. Yeah, no, these are, these are fun episodes. I think we'll probably do more of these in between. Like we both saw Spider-Man. So I just want to let it, saw Spider-Man. Yeah. We'll be doing an episode. We'll be doing an episode. Also, that's why I didn't really want to talk about it here. I have some feelings about Spider-Man. I want to see crawl too. Crawl. Yo, if you watch Crawl, I'll do I'll we do, do an review. Yeah, that. I'll do an episode on Crawl. Get Mikey to watch Crawl. I'm just interested in hearing what I'm he has to say. Right now. He, you know, he could spare 87 minutes from his very busy schedule to check this movie out. Um, I'd be curious to hear what he says about it. But uh, hey, um, have you talked to Sadiq? Has he heard my plea? No, I don't think I don't. Uh, I don't think he's heard it. I don't. Think, I don't think he's heard it. I'm gonna drag him into the next podcast. <laughs> Getting here, kicking and screaming. Get over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last what was the last episode? No, second to last episode. I bitched out Sadiq at least mm-hmm. for like. 30 straight seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got I, I, we're waiting on the we're waiting on him for the um we haven't really pursued him. Yeah, yeah, for the him. uh for the um pet cemetery, pet cemetery part, yeah. which we which is still worth talking about. Oh, for sure. Um yeah. but, you know, cuz you did a lot of pet cemetery. I feel like I did leading book. up you did the book, yes. you did the original 80s movie and then yep. you watched this movie. I'm like that is a lot yeah. of grief. Sam had the my sister had the the book yeah. at the house. I was like I want to watch this. That's a or lot. read this, read this. That then, is a lot of grief in a very short, short amount of time. I feel like you must have been deranged after watching like and reading all of that. I was shit. not good. Yeah, I was, I was feeling a, good about your problems. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is right. But uh, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get him on the show. And, uh, you know what? Yeah, we'll get him on the show. 
Whether he likes it or not, he'll be here. That's, that's Next me. headline. Yeah. Little brown man goes missing. <laughs> Tall Italian guy. The suspect. Yeah. Seen dragging him, kicking and screaming out of his house. Yeah. I feel like every episode that we don't do... That we don't do... Uh, that we haven't done the review for. We're just we should just talk out? about... Yeah, we yeah. just talk about Sadiq at the end of the episode and see when he notices. Yeah. Because <laughs> he clearly hasn't listened to the last yeah. couple of ones. Like, right. yo, well, at least the, la- the second He only last listens one. to the ones that he's on. Let's be honest. What a if bastard. I were guesting on a on a podcast, guesting, yeah, oh, guesting, guesting. Sorry. yeah, innocent. Okay. <laughs> Want to finish this? Yeah. All right. This has been the Welcome to Your Doom shit show. <laughs> shit show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I am Uttal. I am Justin. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's it. We'll see you guys later, man. Thanks for listening. Cheers. 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 God, I thought you were sculling the beer. <laughs> no, no.